0: So thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about being ready for Jesus' return. He said the hour of his return is at hand. Testing is at hand. So we want to make sure we're right with him. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, you said that you wanted to be where we are. And we're here, so we know you're here. We acknowledge your presence. We thank you and praise you for teaching us your way for preparing us for your return, for giving us time to get ready. Help us to take you seriously and just overtake this time here. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. You're so good to us. We love you. So he's talking about, he wants me to talk about the ten virgins. And I love to talk about things that I've applied to my life already. And um, the 10 virgins is a parable in Matthew 25. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is likened to 10 virgins. There were five foolish virgins. And um, then there were five wise. The foolish ones in the Amplified Classic Bible says they were thoughtless. And um, let's see, five of them were foolish, thoughtless, without forethought. And five were wise, sensible, intelligent, and prudent. And the foolish took their lamps, and they didn't take enough oil along. And the wise took extra oil. And then when the bridegroom, whom is Jesus, when the bridegroom was slow in coming, they began nodding and falling asleep. Isn't how it is? We're thinking, oh, we got a while. He's not coming. And we start forgetting what we're supposed to be doing. And just thinking, oh, I guess he's not coming for a while. And in fact, everybody says that. When I tell people that Jesus said he's coming and he's coming soon, they say, oh, we've heard that for a long time. And so they just start nodding off and thinking, we got time. But you know, just to consider something, you might leave here before he comes. So either way, you have to stand before him and be accountable. So anyway, while a bridegroom lingered and was slow coming, they began nodding their heads and fell asleep. And at midnight, there was a shout, behold, the bridegroom has come, go to meet him. And all the virgins got up, and then the five virgins that didn't have enough oil asked the other virgins for some oil, and they said no, so they had a quick run and get some oil. By the time they came back, um, while they were going away to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were prepared went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door. And he replied, I solemnly declare to you, I do not know you. I'm not acquainted with you. And then he said, watch, therefore, give strict attention, be cautious and active, for you know neither day or hour when the Son of Man will come. So I want to share an experience with you. You might have heard it already, I don't know, but... Um, years back, a few years back, I was walking on the boardwalk and asking God why things in my life were just at a standstill. And he said, if you really want to know, meet me at this bench tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And it was audible. It was on my right side. I woke up in the morning startled because I remembered and the clock said 5 o'clock. I got there about 20 after and I was frantic looking for this bench back and forth, back and forth. Well, finally, he spoke to me and he said, I knew you'd be here and I knew you'd be late. And so he said, go change your shoes. I had shoes in the car for for walking and I changed my shoes. And he said, we'd walk and talk. And that's what happened. And he told me I was like the five virgins, the foolish ones, of course. And he talked to me about being tardy for everything. And he said, I was late in doing the things that he called me to do. He called me to write books and a few other things and to do these videos and I stopped for a while and I don't remember at the time exactly where I was, but I mean, and my assignment, but he was saying that you can't do things at the last minute. You can't quick write a couple books at the last minute. You can't quick do all the things that he called you to do at the last minute. When that trumpet sounds, when the bridegroom is here, you got to be ready. And the five wise virgins, they were ready. They had their. They were all organized. Um, Jesus said they were prudent, and they were they were ready. They had all their vessels full. They had all their assignments taken care. They were vigilant. They were they were sober and vigilant and watching and waiting for his return and making sure that they were ready. And that's what God is saying. We got to make sure that we're ready. We got to watch and pray. You know, we we have to have our ducks in a row. You know, I mean, like, do you fast? Do you really believe? I like to talk about believing. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. But if you believe in Him, then are you doing everything in the book? And if you're doing everything in the book, then you are a wise and prudent virgin, as the parable goes. But most of us pick and choose what we want to do. And that's what I was doing. I was like, you know, I'd get discouraged and this, that, and the other thing. And I just wasn't doing it. And um, I shared with you yesterday that he gave me the word. a word. He said, the hour of Jesus has come. And that really scared me because I knew. I already knew that I was behind. I already know that I'm late in getting my stuff done. And I feel like he's saying, we got a little time yet. And so I'm going to quick try to get it done before his return. And I I think that he's saying quick do it. Quick do it because this is the last call. The trumpet didn't sound yet. So he's saying that we got to have our, our vessels full. We have to have our ducks in a row. So you have to believe. You have to have faith. You have to be able to hear him so he can correct you. He corrects those he loves. And so you have to take the time to hear him. And, you know, we're all shut up right now, and this is a really good time to make sure your vessels are full. Make sure you got your ducks in a row. Make sure you're a faith person. You know, make sure you know what you're supposed to do, and you're doing everything you're supposed to do. So much of the time, as I said, we know what to do, and we're just not doing it, we have no excuse. But, you know, sometimes we think we do have good excuses, but really they're lame oh, well, God, first I need you to do this. Oh, God, first I need this to happen. I can't do that. It's too hard. And, you know, those are all my excuses. It's too hard and my circumstances aren't right. But he, those aren't excuses to him. He's saying either you love me or you don't. If you love me, you'll obey me. Take heed to his voice. That's what he's saying. We got to pay attention to what he's saying. He said the same thing a couple other places. And Matthew, he said, many on that day, they're gonna th- you're gonna think you're right with him. And he's gonna say, Away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And you know, some people don't even know his word. Some people don't even open the word of God and get to know him. He is his word. And the word of God is him talking to you. And so when you do what the word of God tells you to do, then You're right with him. And then on that day, he's not going to say, I wasn't acquainted with you. You know, when we don't agree with the word of God, when when we're not in agreement with it, when we don't even know it, we're not in agreement with it, then really we're denying him. He's not denying us. We're denying him. He's giving us all this time to get it right with him, to make him our Lord, to follow after him, to be a wise virgin and have our vessels full. You know, make sure that you're doing everything that he's called you to do. If he's calling you to work at McDonald's, then work at McDonald's. If he's calling you to have a music ministry, do that. If he's calling you to visit the the elderly in a nursing home, do that. And, you know, you're not going to probably feel like doing some of that. But when you do do it, you're doing it for him, right? He said, What you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. So whatever he's asking you to do, And you do it, you're going to have happiness, peace, joy, and you're going to have contentment. And you're going to know that when the trumpet blows, that you're going to be ready. Paul talked about in Thessalonians, so many people, when I talk to him about Jesus coming, because he's been telling me that the last five years, he's been having me tell people, Santa's not coming. Jesus is coming. I'm coming. You're getting all ready for Santa, but you don't get ready for me. He's jealous. He's sad. He's frustrated. Yesterday, he said he's frustrated. He said, obey me. I'm frustrated. I love my children. It's not my will that one should perish, but the time is short. He said that um, the time of testing has come. Great testing is here. He said, the first thing he said a couple days ago is the hour of Jesus has come. I did a video yesterday, if you didn't see it. The hour of testing has come. And then he said, a great hour of testing is at hand. In fact, the first um, thing he said to me is the hour of Jesus has come. And I got scared because I knew I wasn't doing everything he said, and the store shelves are empty, and things are getting really weird. And so I'm knowing, I have this knowing, like I started to tell you, Paul said, uh, he said, we're of the light, we know. We might not know the day or the hour, but we know that We know what's going on. And so then um, I didn't do anything with it. And I knew I was supposed to tell you, but I was just feeling so bad. I was grieving that I didn't do anything. And then two days later, um, not yesterday morning, but the morning before. um, Actually, it would have been yesterday morning. Was it yesterday? Yes. (laughs) He woke me up at 2.30 in the morning and it was audible again. And all these times, all these were audible. And he said, um, a great testing is at hand. And a couple weeks ago, and I, I'm reiterating some of the things I said yesterday, but a couple weeks ago, he said he was doing a dividing. He was sifting the obedient from the not obedient. And then for, for confirmation, I, I read a few things that people were saying the Lord said the same thing to them. Anyway, then yesterday, right after he said um, a, great, a great hour of testing is at hand, he said he was frustrated, and he said to obey him. And I know why he's frustrated, because he's reaching out to us, and we're not paying attention. Even in this time of lockdown, people are so bored and so distracted, and they're doing everything but getting on their knees. And this is the time to get on your knees to find out what you need to do to be right with him. You don't want him to say, away from me, I never knew you. And so many of the people I talk to, they just take for granted that they're saved and they're going to make it. But it's not just a prayer. If you believe him, if you believe in him, then you're going to be his disciple. And if you believe in him, then what you ask is going to happen and you're going to be glorifying the Father. Whatever you ask, is it happening? That's a good way to examine yourself. It's not for me, not, not lately, not since I haven't been completely obedient to him. There was a time where it was, and then he started giving me more of an assignment. And notice that morning, he said, if you really want to know. So once you know, which I felt him prompting me a couple of minutes ago, when you know what to do and you don't do it, it's sin. And anything apart from him is sin. And so if we want to live in the world, if we want to live against him, then we're living in sin. Because anything that he's not for, he's against. So if we're not for him, we're against him. Jesus said that if you, if you deny me, I'm going to deny you in front of my father. And so um, in, in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said, many on that day are going to say, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. And what he's saying is they think they're right with him. You know, and these are people who are thinking that, you know, they're Christians. And he's going to say, he said, he's going to say, I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness away from me. You know, they're really, if I could give you any advice, well, I'll finish away from me. I never knew you and so then that means you don't get to be with him for eternity. But the thing I I think that people miss, and and I know the enemies behind this, is they don't get out their book. They depend on someone else to feed them. And you can't do that. You need the Holy Spirit. At the end of this teaching, um, I'm going to pray for you. And um, Jesus, when he left, He said the Spirit was going to come. He said, I'm leaving. Disciples are grieving because they were hanging out with him. They loved him. And he was telling them he was going to go and they were grieving. And then um, he said the Holy Spirit's going to take his place. And they amplified it. it. says he's going to be your counselor. Stand by anything you need. He's going to remind you of the things I said. He's going to tell you things to come. And so he's going to be there for you all the time. And so when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he's there all the time. And he's going to teach you and he's going to lead you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to help you to prepare to be accepted on that day. And when you grow in him, then he wants you to go out and do that greater work. And that's what he was talking to me about. He was talking to me about the greater work. Not just live like the world. Not just, you know, hang around and and complain and say, I just can't wait till he gets here make sure that you're right with him. Make sure you're doing what you're called to do. Make sure you've got your ducks in a row so that when he comes, you're confident that he's going to say, hi, hello. (laughs) I mean, really think about it. You don't want to just assume that you know and then be surprised and have him reject you. Do you have conversations with him every day? That's what I was going to, that's what I started to say. The, the best thing you can do is open the book, look at it. And that's how you get to know him. He is his word. And then have conversation with him. He said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. So make sure you're a sheep and make sure you're doing what he's telling you to do. Don't tell him no by just ignoring him. Don't, and you know, sometimes we don't like do that on purpose, but be aware, be a wise, prudent virgin be aware and think about what you're doing and say, God, keep correcting me, keep reminding me, don't let anything slip. I say that all the time. God, please help me. Help me to make it. Help me not to ignore you. Help me not to miss it. Help me not to miss what you're saying to, to me. And then help me to do what is so hard to do. You know, the enemy puts that pressure on to, and I started to say that too, he tries to put that pressure on to make you think it's too hard You can't do it. You can't understand the Bible. That's why you don't open it. You can't speak in front of people. You care too much about what people think. God was talking to me about that yesterday. We put ourselves before him when we tell him no. And we're telling him no because we care too much what somebody thinks. we got to get past that. It doesn't matter. That's not who you're going to stand before. You're going to stand before him. You're going to stand before him, not them. Um, I feel, to tell the story, and I don't remember who it was. I, I saw it on TBN some years ago, and a man had a dream or a vision, and there was the abyss, and there were people on both sides, and his friends that didn't know Jesus were on one side and among others, and he was on the side with Jesus, and they were falling in and yelling to him, Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And so, of course, he felt horrible for the people he didn't tell. And, but when you tell people, they don't want to hear it. They, they think, and even the people I tell that Jesus is coming, he's coming, he keeps telling me to tell you, he's coming, and get ready, they think, oh, I'm good. And really, that's prideful. If you don't go to God and say, examine me, help me. If you don't hear God, if you don't open the book, how do you think you're going to make it? You gotta do it. You gotta open the book because faith comes by hearing. Without opening the book, without looking at the word of God, Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing the word of God. So if you don't open the word of God and you don't hear the word of God, how can you do the word of God? How can you obey him if you don't know what to do? And so you gotta open up the word of God so you can find out what you what you need to do. John 14, 21, Jesus said, If you love me, obey me, and I'll show myself to you. So if you don't hear him, then check and see if you're obeying him. If you don't hear him talk to you, there's a reason. It's not that he's quiet for no reason. He is quiet because you've ignored him, because he knows you don't want to hear. And so open your ears. Have ears to hear. And the path is narrow. The gate is narrow. He said it's contracted by pressure. And um, the pressure is distractions, the lust of your flesh, your flesh wanting to do something that he he is against. So you got to get that, your flesh under control and um, worry all kinds of things. You can read it in Mark 4. Jesus tells all the things the enemy uses. As soon as you hear the word of God, the enemy comes to try to take it. He's trying to steal God from you. You know, he's trying to steal your soul. He doesn't want you going to heaven. And so he's going to do anything he can to keep you from being obedient. And that's what it's all about. We need to bow down to Jesus, not the enemy. And when you're not bowing down to Jesus, you're bowing down to the enemy. He has control in your life. You've given him control. So Jesus said, watch, therefore, give strict attention to. Strict attention and be cautious Active, actively doing what you know to do, whatever he called you to do. Maybe you're in a place right now where you don't want to forgive someone and you need to. You feel that conviction that he wants you to forgive. Go ahead and do it. Just do it. It's not worth spending the rest of eternity in hell. Watch therefore and be cautious and active for you know neither the day or the hour when he comes. So being active and what he's telling you to do, you know, um, whatever it is. And you got to know what to do from him. Someone else can't tell you what it is. He's going to give you a list. He's going to give you a list of things to do when you ask him and if you're serious. And then you cross off that list and he's going to give you more to do. He's taking you to that good life he has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. He has good for you. What Satan meant for our harm, this whole thing, what Satan meant for our harm, God is going to use it for our good. He's going to use it to show us that there's a little bit of time left. You know, Satan knows the end. And so, of course, he's trying to cause more distractions, more chaos, more fear, more worry. He, he's trying his hardest to get you off that path. And Jesus said the path is wide, and many are walking down that path. So if you look like your neighbor, then, you know, if if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you might want to do a check. Don't be prideful and think that you got it all together. Don't, because if you think that, you're going to miss it. So if you never asked Jesus, come live on the inside of you, I want to pray with you. Romans says that if you call in the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. And it's not just calling them and then getting that ticket you think that's going to get you to heaven because you said the prayer. It's a relationship, one where you hear him and he tells you things to come. He warns you of the things to come. He reminds you of the things he said. He corrects you. He says, I correct those that I love. And um, the the last thing he said was that A great hour of testing is at hand, and so he's going to start correcting. I mean, even if you just say this prayer today and you feel him correcting, that is kind of like the list I was talking about. You feel him correcting you, just go ahead and take that correction because he's preparing you to stand before him. And he has a work to do yet still on the earth, I believe. I could be wrong. I don't know when he's coming but I believe there's a work to be done, and I believe we have a little chance yet. And so when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, just go for it. Just get on your horse and go. And if you haven't been on your horse and you're dragging your, your feet, get on your horse and go and go now. Do what he's telling you to do before it's too late, because he means what he says. He said this to me when I was asking him why my prayers weren't answered. You said, because you're not obedient, you're not right with me. And you might miss it if you're late. So um, if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, I'd like to say that prayer with you right now. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us. You said that you were standing at the door of our heart even now. And if we invite you in, you would come. And we're inviting you to come live on the inside of us to be our God, to teach us and train us and prepare us for meeting up with you. And we also are willing to prepare the way for you by being that living example, by being a witness for you right here on the earth. So we love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. We thank you for living on the inside of us right now. We just believe that you're there and that you're going to direct us. We love you and praise you. Thank you so much. We love you, Jesus. I feel impromptu in me to tell this, and it's been the last couple of videos, but just to help us understand, he said, on, many, uh, on, on the day they leave here, think they're going to move in with me. You know, if you leave here first or when he comes. But right here and right now, they don't have time for me. They're not in agreement with me. And some want nothing to do with me, but still they think they're going to move in with me one day. And that is really silly. Why would you move in with someone you don't agree with or someone you don't even know? If you haven't taken the time to know him, why would you want to move in with him? If you don't agree with him, why would you want to move in with him? So you got to make a decision and you got to make it quick. And if you want to move in with him, then you got to come in agreement with him because Living in agreement with Him is like life is lived in heaven. So if you want to live with Him, you got to agree with Him. If you don't know if you agree with Him, then start looking at the book. If you didn't say that prayer because you're not sure, look at the book. And ask Him to help give you understanding. Ask Him to give you understanding, and He will. So I feel the Lord prompting me to say another prayer just to help us to get it right. Let's do that. Jesus, we just thank you and praise you that you want us to get it right. And we're just asking you to help us to do what seems too hard. Help us to hear your voice and know clearly what you're calling us to do, and then help us to do it. And help us to take our authority that we have over the enemy and bind him. Help us to recognize when he's talking to us. And as we submit to you, then he has to flee. We command him to flee. In your name, we thank you that we can submit to you, bow down to you, and then he's going to run. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for doing that. Help us in this day to even know that it's real, that your return is soon. We love you and praise you. Amen. In your name we pray. Amen. So if you said that prayer of salvation, I would so much love it if you let me know. And if I have inspired you in any way, if you have any questions or anything else, let me know. Thanks so much for listening today and God bless you.